there's a great mistake made by the first family. Well, that's going to be discussed today. We're going to talk about that mistake, and somebody else had to fix it later on. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembrick. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. And as we begin to study this, it gets very interesting. We're going to continue to study this in about five minutes. Right now, Ryan is here. Ryan, what's going on? Well, today we're going to learn about a literary device used frequently in the Bible called a chiasm. All right, very good. And Janice? Today, from death to life. Very interesting day today. And also, we have Answers in Genesis Canada, uh, the executive uh, director. How are you doing, Cal? I'm doing great. And he's going to explain this. We're going to talk about Genesis 9. It's going to be very interesting. So you need to get ready, call people or, or send it to people or the drive, whatever you want to do. But it's important to remember that God is talking to us. So let's open up the Bible and listen to what he says today. Romans 5, 12 through 21. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, for until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover the law entered, that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. Well, today we learn from Romans chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. This is a book that is written to the Roman church in the city of Rome in the ancient time of Christ. Very interesting. 
There are many who do not understand the words of God when it speaks about the beginning of time. If it had a beginning, then it'll have an end. Now, there's something wrong in our time that exists now, and that's sin. Sin is rebellion against God and what God told us. He spoke about how to keep us from losing his protection and his provision. And we've learned that, haven't we? The first man and woman, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God and sinned when they listened to the word of Satan over the word of God. But in time, there would come another man from the Holy Spirit who was of God and who was God's Messiah. True Christians, those who follow Christ, believe that Jesus is God's Messiah. And it is Jesus whom God sent to the earth to deal with the sin of humanity. And then he returned again, and then he'll come back judging the world. He's coming soon. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome how two men have affected time very differently. First of all, death from Adam and life from Christ. Isn't that interesting? Now, remember, Romans is a book written to the church at Rome. And uh, that's in the midst of the modern day empire during the time of Jesus. So that's incredible. And we have to think that through because we're talking about two men and we read it today and it's still relevant today. And so as we read chapter 5, 12 to 21, turn your Bible guide to that. If you don't have one, you can call us and, or write to us. Or you can go to Bible Discovery TV and click on that. That'll take you to a donate page and then to a page where you can download it. Let me just say something. I want to thank everybody for being faithful to this ministry. Uh, this ministry is supported by you. There's no other support by you. Uh, so we, we need your help and your continued thinking. And so praise God. If you've helped us, thank you, Lord. We don't spend time raising money on this ministry. We just, you know, we're, we're here because people have decided to give. And we don't tell you how much to give. The Holy Spirit will do so. So thank you so much for that. Father, I pray today as we study these two men, as we learn from the sin of Adam, and we gain the salvation of Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would help us to see what your word says, because we need to today, especially now. Help us, Father, in Jesus' wonderful name. This is what we pray. And we said together, amen and amen. All right, let's go to Romans chapter 5. It's very interesting. As we look at this, therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Do you understand that? It's very important. And as we continue on, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Did you get that? Remember, a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man offense, uh, one man's offenses many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Now, this is important. Remember that Paul explains how Adam brought sin and death 
He's our father. While Christ, who is our heavenly father, came from God to pay for sin and bring life. When we take Jesus Christ into our life, our sin is paid for. We are adopted by God. We are taken out of our condemnation to be judged. And we come into Jesus Christ. He gives us his Holy Spirit, beloved. That is the best place to be because the Lord is coming back soon. And when he comes back, it's not going to be like the Christ child. He's going to be, I mean, ruling and judging, and it's going to be serious. I want to be behind him, and I think you do too. Romans chapter 5, verse 16, And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in the condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man offenses uh, one man's offenses, death reigned through the one, much more those who received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one that is Jesus Christ. Now, isn't that fascinating? Living our lives to follow Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives brings victory over sin. We live because Jesus Christ is the center of our life and we follow him. Again, I've said this many times on this program, and I will say it again, and there's many people who, like me, understand that what it means to follow Jesus Christ is to change. I want this, I want that, I want to do this, I want to do that. You don't do that. You pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And you resign your demands for your future to the, God, what is the future you have for me? And you move carefully ahead. That's very important. I tell you, it's really something when you begin to think about it. Anyway, that's important. Now let's go on to chapter 5, verse 18 to 21, because this is now very interesting. Therefore, as through one man's offenses, judgment came to all men. We're going to be judged, resulting in condemnation. We're going to be condemned. Even so, through one man, his righteousness, his righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. That's what coming to Jesus Christ is. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where the sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that it is, so that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I, look, I could spend all kinds of time on this, but the truth is that the righteousness of Jesus Christ is far greater than Adam's failure. Beloved, we would be wise to give our lives to Jesus Christ. That is a wise decision. Let me tell you something. What Jesus Christ did is so much better than what Adam did. We need to think this through. We need to come to Christ. Come to Christ today and pray and say, Jesus Christ, I'm tired of my life failing all the time. I come to you. I need your protection. I need your help. Come into my life, Holy Spirit. 
I need you. you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again in the flesh. And, and I need you in my life to be Lord of my life now. I, I surrender to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we all said together one big resounding amen or make it so. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the program. Today and tomorrow, you and I are going to be studying a literary device used frequently in the Bible called a chiasm, or a chiastic structure, also called reverse symmetry. Now, there are several different literary devices that God uses in the Bible to communicate His Word, but chiasms are a bit more difficult to spot. Check it out. Although perhaps not always perceivable to the untrained eye, there are a number of literary devices that the Bible employs. Some of these include alternation, immediate repetition, parallel symmetry, and reverse symmetry. Perhaps most beautiful and unexpected of these devices is reverse symmetry, also known as a chiastic structure. A chiastic structure, or chiasm, is when the same language and style elements are repeated in the second part in reverse order last matching first, and first matching last. Or even more simply put, it's a repetition of similar ideas in the reverse sequence. Thus chiasms are structured in a repeating ABC-CBA pattern. One example of this is Genesis chapter 9 verse 6, where God declares, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Although many have remained unaware of this literary device, even classical authors such as Livy and Tacitus used chiastic patterns hundreds of times in their writings. Likewise, they're also used hundreds if not thousands of times in the Bible. They seem to be especially prevalent in its historical narrative, probably because this particular literary device makes narrative easy to remember, which is a very important thing for a largely oral culture. Hence, it's no surprise that the historical book of Joshua contains several chiasms. For example, Joshua chapter 22, verses 10 to 34, forms the chiasmic pattern A, B, C, D, E, F, F, E, D, C, B, A, and it runs like this. A, the two and a half Israelite tribes build an altar in verse 10. B, the Israeli government threatens war in verses 11 and 12. C, the Israeli government sends a delegation in verses 13 to 15a. D. The delegation accuses the eastern tribes in verses 15b to 20. E. The two and a half tribes swore innocence in verses 21 to 23. F. The two and a half tribes explain the altar in verses 24 and 25. F. The two and a half tribes explain the altar in verses 26 and 28. E. The two and a half tribes swore innocence in verse 29. D, the delegation accepts the explanation in verses 30 and 31. C, the delegation sent by the Israeli government returns home in verse 32. B, the Israeli government withdraws their threat in verse 33. And A, the two and a half Israelite tribes name the altar in verse 34. 
Significantly, these chiastic patterns, along with the various other literary devices, combine in extremely unique ways to make the Bible stand out among the rest of the literary masterpieces and other so-called holy books. As one author proclaims, when God breathed out the scriptures, he synthesized a wide variety of thematic repetitions and literary devices to engage us in the greatest and most beautiful literary accomplishment of all time. So while it's true that in some respects, literary study of the Bible is still in its infancy, we still see the awesome design here. And we shouldn't really be surprised. God is the best teacher. He knows how to teach us, his children, so that we will understand. He truly is the good teacher. And significantly, Jesus many times taught in chiastic patterns. So while the placement of some of the text might seem strange to our eyes, it could be because there's a literary device in play. And today we just barely scratched the surface. That's why tomorrow we're going to look at some more chiastic patterns that are found in the book we're reading right now, the book of Romans. You know, this is interesting because these these methods and these elements that we find in the Bible are fascinating. Clearly, it's been written uh, by the Holy Spirit. There's no question mm -hmm. about that. Uh, Janice? Death to life. We're talking about being dead in sin, but alive in Christ. Wow. It, it, it's amazing. I don't even know how to articulate it properly, and I don't want to take up too much time today. Rod's done a great teaching on this. And, and actually, I think just yesterday's program, our special guest was touching on a lot of these elements. You need to check out those programs if you've missed them. But I want to talk about living life for Christ. You know what? It can be very difficult. It can be very challenging. But the difference is we have hope in Jesus Christ. Every trial, every sickness, everything that we go through, we're not alone. God is with us and God will be our help and our strength. And so I want to encourage you out there today. Maybe you have had a bad report from the doctor. Maybe you are struggling in areas of your life or you're feeling anxious. You're, you're feeling all alone. I want to encourage you today. God hasn't forgotten you. God hears you. He's a God who sees and a God who hears and a God whose hand is always moving. Even if we can't feel it, even if we can't see it, God is always moving for us. And I, I wanted to bring up just a little story of when I was a little girl. And I think I've talked about it before. And Rod, you used to do this with our three children as well. My dad, I have a, a younger brother. And oftentimes my brother and I would attach ourselves. We would sit on our dad's feet and we would just hold on to his ankles and he would would walk us around. And it was so much fun. And I remember, Rod, you would do that with our kids as well. And sometimes I feel like that with God. I just want to be so close and I just want to hang on. And sometimes it's hanging on because I'm going through something. And other times it's just hanging on because I just love him so much. And so just be encouraged. I don't know where you are in life today, but don't give up. You just keep hanging on to and be near to the feet of Jesus. And uh, he never leaves you alone. It's very important, Janice. Thank you so much. Calvin Smith is here from Answers in Genesis. And Answers in Genesis, a lot of people, they don't think. Uh, they're, they're, they've been trained as we have been trained in science, and they don't really think about the Bible. And this is something that's important. Yesterday, we talked about the bad things that happen, mm -hmm. the animals that kill each other, and the lions kill, and the crocodiles, and you explained that. But today, let's go forward and let's listen to the word of God who tells us the flood came. And then after the flood, Genesis 9, God tells Noah some very interesting things. 
that maybe relate to us more today than ever before? Yeah, the, the Noah's flood is actually the key to understanding this whole age of the earth issue, controversy, etc. We were talking about death, how in Genesis 9, God said, as I gave you the green plants for food, I now give you the animals to eat. So in the beginning, Genesis 1.29 says, in the beginning, everything's eating plants. There's no death. Um, as a matter of fact, when uh, God gave Adam the warning and he said, the day you eat of that fruit over there, Adam, dying you will die. The Hebrew reads die, die. It's very interesting the way it's structured. Dying you will die. As in you're going to begin to die physically and spiritually you will be dead if you disobey me. Of course, Adam disobeyed and that's when sin and death entered into the world. We mentioned Romans 5.12, through one man, sin entered into the world and death through sin and so death spread to all men. The challenge is, is when many people look at the Bible and they say, okay, well, we've got radiometric dating methods and stuff and the, you know, the age of the earth, we see the rock layers, that proves the earth's millions of years old. What's in the rock layers? Fossils, dead things. Where can you put millions of years in the Bible? The only place I've ever seen Christians try is in the six days of creation. If you say that those rock layers were laid down during the six days of creation, you're saying what's in the rock layers were laid down during the six days of creation before Adam's sins. That means all the suffering, all the death, all the disease that we see in the fossil record all occurred before Adam sinned. So what is the punishment for sin? The wages of sin is death. death. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Did God create with an enemy? Did God use billions of years of cancer to create and call it very good at the end? And then Adam sinned and brought sin and death in? No. Genesis 6 to 9, there was a global flood. What would that do? Fountains of the great deep burst open. 40 days of intense rain. Have we seen what even three days of intense rain will do? Mm, yeah. All the sediments and all the biomass mixed up. At the end of the flood, the continents come together. They lift up the watersheds. What would you expect to find? billions of dead things buried in sedimentary layers. If you just understand that the global flood occurred, that explains the fossil record. All that death happened after sin and death entered into the cosmos. There's no challenge with this whole millions of years idea and evolution and stuff like that. Um, you can just kind of relax and go, oh, that makes sense. You know, you don't, there's no conflict. But the important thing to remember is that, uh, you know, we, we are trained that, you know, it took millions of years. That's ingrained in people's heads. Absolutely. And it's not the Bible that trained us, but it's nope. other men. And that really started back in the 1800s. Exactly. And recently, you know, and so, you know, it's interesting, but let's go to Genesis chapter nine. When Noah came off the ark, yep. God let him off the ark. He said some things to Noah. Mm -hmm. And what are the things he said that introduce us to the way we live now? Um, well, I mean, I mentioned the fact that he said, do you now have, uh, you can now eat hot dogs. We were joking about that earlier. Uh, you can have steak and stuff like that. You're not going to have that in the new heavens and the new earth, by the way. I hate to tell you, but I'm sure the plants will taste good. Um, was there something specific you were talking about? Yeah, they're talking, talking about? specifically about suddenly that the cost of man's life, mm. man for man, animal is punished for killing by killing the animal. Mm -hmm. All of that is in place, and that covenant in Genesis 9 is in place, and that's what we live under today. Mm. So we have a new reality mm. and the, in which we live, and that reality is how we live today. We're redefining it, but that's the reality. Mm -hmm. So if we think that through and if we understand it, then answers in Genesis tells me and redefines the Bible, not redefines it, but defines the Bible again. Mm -hmm. I guess that's redefining it so that we understand it as fact.
That we is. understand it is plainly written, right? Um, sometimes people will confuse it and they say, oh, do you guys take the Bible literally? Well, not in a wooden literal sense, right? I don't think that God has wings and that I'm under his, you know, mm-hmm. God doesn't have feathers and stuff like that. We understand the plain meaning of that is God is our comforter. But wherever the Bible speaks in a very plain fashion, um, we should take it as is plainly written. Genesis is written as real history. It's not written as some poem or something like that. You know, I think Christians need to understand, as far as the biblical timeline goes, if you go from Genesis to when Abraham was here, you got roughly 2,000 years. You go from Abraham to Jesus, you got roughly 2,000 years, right? And you, you don't have much more of that. You got Acts and the, you know, the, the New Testament. But the Bible records about 4,000 years of history literally 2,000 years, 50% of the timeline in the Bible is Genesis 1 to 11. And you've got many Christians that are now saying, well, this could just be mythology or it doesn't have to be true history. I knew as an atheist growing up, if you can show me one part of this that's not true, the whole thing isn't true because Mm -hmm. God says that this is his revelation to us and it's the truth. So if you're telling me 50, I don't need to trust 50% of the timeline in here as, you know, the Bible. Why, yeah. why, why would I trust the other part? So when Christians were trying to witness to me when I was unsaved growing up, and they would, I would challenge them and say, what about this story about this guy who got all these animals on the boat? And they'd say, well, that could just be an instructive story. It doesn't have to be real history. I'd be like, well, this part about the dead guy coming back to life, that's probably an instructive story too, right? And they didn't have a logical way to answer me. Which part of the Bible, what part of the Bible don't have to, I, I take as plainly written? Yeah. That's really one of the challenges we're, we're letting Christians, uh, you know, realize and then equipping them with the answers so that they can yes. understand they can so trust the Bible. So y- you talk about Noah, you talk about the Great Flood, the answer to the question, the Great Flood, the Ice Age and all that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and, and you have done some amazing videos, some outstanding videos on the next program. I'd like to talk about some of the things you've done. Sure. And because one of them was just recently released when we taped this yep. back in September. But yep. nevertheless, um, I think that people need to be aware of it. Absolutely. And where the, can they find it? How can they get it? And all of that, because this is really the beginning for a lot of people in understanding the Bible. So make sure that you do that right now. Let's get back to the program because we're going to pray some more and uh, pray before we leave the air. But tell everybody what's going on. Have them tune in. Isn't it great when we see the prayer that uh, comes before us? Those are people who've written in. We pray for you uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3.30 live. And we pray for you all the time, but we pray for you live. And so make sure you make time, if you can, sometime to join us at Facebook, YouTube, and BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Right now, let's pray and say, Lord, I'd like to thank you for the Ecclesia, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've been critical of it, but help me in the future. Amen.